This podcast is brought to you by my three patron sponsors, Crush Gaming, Chad, and Jeffrey. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Anyways, let's just kick this off, man. Uh, good to see you. Like, how you been? You know, for those that don't know, Bearclaw. What's up, buddy? Yeah. It's been nice. It's been fun. It's been yeah. exciting. You've been busy. Oh, yeah. Very busy. <laughs> so to, to, for, for someone who doesn't know out there, for, let, let's talk about it. So you have been leading uh, what was formerly known as the Gulag, but now is known as uh, the Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've nicknamed the Council. Um, let's, let's, we have a big patch coming, right? We have a very, I think within balance perspective, we haven't seen a balance patch like this. I think it's fair to say, like, what, four? Maybe even five years, right? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty significant one because almost everything changes here. So well, how, Almost everything. Yeah, I was going to say, how, like, how did this start? Like, walk us through because, like, there's so many people out there that, and I felt like this was really important to, like, get you on camera, and there's so many others as well that are involved behind the scenes. Like, like because I feel like sometimes the conversation is like, oh, well the cauldron doesn't speak for me or like who are these it's like illuminati maybe it's just pgi you know like whatever you know like there's a lot of stuff but like but like putting a face to it and letting you guys know there are actual people behind the scenes community members that are doing this so how did this even start in the first place well i think it it started when i think it was just me and navid we were talking and he mentioned the I, i think we were watching the the podcast matt and darren did about bringing the game back to life and asking for community help. And I was like, hey, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. We should try the Gulag again. And Navid was kind of on the fence about it. And he was very skeptical at the beginning. I was just like, yeah, let's let's see what happens. You know, I was I was already willing to go the, the entire year to see what would happen. But Navid was like, okay, let's see what they do with the first patch. And then, yeah, it, it kind of started rolling from there. I, I, I started the Discord, I messaged Darren, I was like, hey, I'm interested in starting the Gulag again, would you like to be a part of it? And he was like, yeah. I think he was one of the first to join, actually, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, after that, it, it kind of, it snowballed, right? You know, we got more and more people involved, and more and more PGI staff involved, and now we're here. So, it's kind of cool. Yeah, so of course, for those that are listening, we have April 420, uh, no unintended uh come in which is the uh, basically a weapon balance pass across the board um and there's patch notes up right now they just went live this past friday um there wasn't really anything new outside of that i don't think really uh, to sort of like mention but the fact of the matter is is like i love that the like i love that darren and matt are actually u- utilizing a a collection of people because like my issue with balance is that For instance, uh, you know, Chris making a design and a balance change is just one person when if you have at least two people, if not three or four or five or six, or in this case, like there's like 20 dudes involved, Mm -hmm. you can get, you know, you put out an idea and someone's like, hey, yeah, that sounds good. But then this is the knockdown effect. And that's sort of like what I've seen. So like for me, I think it's really cool that Darren actually put his money where his mouth is in the case of like actually like saying like hey we're actually going to listen to the community um can we can we just take a step back because march let's talk about march 
let's just how how did you feel when those when the patch notes hit like were you like I'll, I'll just let you how did how did you feel when the 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 patch notes hit well i wasn't i wasn't expecting what happened i was like okay darren has said he's he's consistent with his word and then you know when i saw the patch i was like wait that's not darren that's not matt that's somebody else that is outside doing something again and you know i I had very strong opinions about that. I was like, sure. okay, if this guy's not here, if this guy's not doing anything with us and actively communicating and just, you know, defending whatever decisions he makes on, on the hill he's dying on, then just, I don't want that guy involved. I don't want to really, if he's going to be that way, then he should just be out, out of the equation. Because again, he's, he's not communicating with the Cauldron or yep. Matt and Darren you know, these things aren't aligning up and that's that's a problem because now Matt and Darren have to own up to something they didn't do. Own up to something that was almost contradictory to what they were saying is yeah. we're listening to the community, we want to make the game fun again, and then that happens. And it's just like, wait a second. And I didn't really, you know, I guess lash out at anyone. I was like, wait, this this looks like somebody else's work. Yeah, it's it the wording kind of evident. Yeah. 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 It's kind of evident as to who was behind that. So we were like, okay, let's let's try that again. You know, I was Matt and Darren came in and talked to all of us and they were like, yeah, this this wasn't what we wanted. It's very obvious. So let's let's try it again in April. And here we are in April. Now yeah. we're getting the March patch that was supposed to happen. Yeah. And I, like what I'm assuming it was sort of deflating for you guys because like you guys are putting in a lot of time and effort. Like I don't I don't think people realize like Darren and Matt will ask you guys something and you guys will literally spend hours going back and forth and then like Navid will get like XML files and then like send them over to yeah. PDF. I mean you guys are meeting, you're constantly talking. So when that happened, obviously you're you you're disappointed. Can we talk a little bit about your interaction with Darren and Matt though? Like how has that been? And specifically, obviously, you said they came in, they weren't happy, that didn't align. You, you, I'm assuming, like you just said, you saw it, right? You saw it. I heard it in their voice, man, that day mm -hmm. the patch went live. Yeah. And I was so, <laughs> like, people were like, man, Phil, you were spicy. I literally was told I was, I guess some people might call angry or mad. And I guess I was. I was just, I was mad that a good friend of mine who's, like I genuinely believe Darren and Matt are want to make this turn the ship around. And then I see something like this and it's like, you know, I knew who it was and I was like, Oh, you're fucking with my friend here. Like that, that's what it was to me. So it was like super frustrated. Not to mention then on top of that, I'm like, you're undermining everything like PGI and the community's relationship me like that's that's a really important thing you're you already you already have people that are like yeah this is total vaporware it's not going to happen you know prove me wrong and then darren's out there going like yeah i'm going to prove you wrong and then this happens so anyways i was frustrating and like i guess i didn't really notice it as much as some people on the outside who were watching my streams and were like yeah dude you were like for a few days you know and i'm like well you know like I'm a fan of the game, and when you when you mess with something that I feel like is good for the game, it just it it irks me. So I'm I'm assuming you probably felt Navid was like I'm done. 
I'm done. Yeah. Navid literally Screw it. threw in the towel. Yeah. It's like, all right, it's over. Just yep. do whatever you want with my work now. I'm done. And yeah. I was like, Navid, what, where are you going? Like, <laughs> Talk him off the ledge. Like, it's going to be okay, buddy. <laughs> oh, I was just like, what the fuck? You're, you're going to leave? It's like, yeah. we have 12 months. Get yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. And then, you know, at, at first initial reactions, we were all kind of angry. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, we know who it is. And it sucks that Darren's in the position he is, but what what ended up happening was when when Matt and Darren came in for that meeting and we talked about what just happened, and they were like, yeah, so what we're going to end up doing is we're going to take all of your XML values, like for the weapons and etc., and we're going to throw them on a PTS server. Now, granted, we didn't get the PTS server, but when they said that, it it made a bit more sense as to what was going on. Now they were kind of going over this particular individual's head, which is a good thing in my perspective. I mean, as as bad as it sounds, this this particular individual has obviously not been conducive to what Darren and Matt are saying. So sure. in that sense, I was like, all right, cool, that's great. That means X, Y, and Z are out of the equation and we can move on. And then, you know, the, the PTS didn't go live, and we were like, well, that's not bad necessarily, because now our changes go live in March. And, you know, as, as time went on, we were like, yeah, that was, I think the PTS being delayed was a good thing, or PTS being Can't out of the it. equation yeah, yeah. Was, was a good thing, because now we get to see these things firsthand. Everyone gets to see all these changes go in right yeah. away. That's sort of what I wanted in the first place. I mean, if I'm honest, like, I was like, you guys are riding the momentum of like September and it's, yeah. you know, March didn't help anything. And then you're talking about like, okay, you're gonna have a PTS at the end of March. Well then whatever values are gonna see, when are we gonna see that May? And I'm like, why? Why are, you could exponentially speed things up, especially with you guys literally putting in the time and effort to where uh, we're gonna see obviously huge sweeping changes for weapons in April you will already you'll have like a week or two window right i'm assuming a week or two window to basically get feedback from that to then make changes for may as well like just rely on these 20 plus individuals like that's how i look at it is like let's let's stop seeing the old ways be done like and that's where i have a problem with chris in the form of i i called him out because like if i can talk about darren if i can talk about matt if i can talk about russ Look, if if that's you did it, uh, obviously his name wasn't on there, but we all know that was him. Um, I have actually, like I said, I had no problem with it if he was involved in the discussion. But the problem is it sort of undermines everything you guys are doing, because like if you don't know what he wants and then he just took picked and chose like it, you're never going to get a consensus. And that's also another important thing to sort of back up is like this is where I feel like when Darren says, hey, we want to hear everyone's opinions. That's a good PR saying, but the reality is like opinions are cool, but they don't always mash up like together. And one thing that you guys do is you take a, you're taking so many inputs and variables and then you're making them to a like cohesive sort of plan. Like you don't always yeah. get that from guy on the forums here, a Reddit post here, whatever. And like, I know people don't like hearing and saying that, uh, but that's just reality. Like you can't just be like, yeah, do this. And it's like, well, yeah, but that conflicts with this and this and this and this. So right. it's, it's so easy to say one thing and it's like, okay, this will fix the game and that's it. You don't need anything else. I don't buy right? it. Yeah. 
It's yeah, snakes. He, it's snake oil salesman. If someone says exactly. this one thing will fix the game, I'm like, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> that's bullshit. I'm calling yeah, bullshit. You're full of shit. Yeah, you're full of shit. Um, you're trying to sell something. What are you trying to sell me right now? Like it's, uh, but I also too feel like sometimes people do get fixated on like stuff, like one thing. Like they'll be fixated like on just one aspect, whether it's a heat system or a weapon system or a mechanic or melee or whatever, and they're just super focused and they're like, yeah, bro, that. So that's like mech five or that's not mwo or you know something like yeah. that but, um so going back let me let me let me so pts didn't happen and to be clear you guys are are not under nda is that correct you can talk openly about everything is that my understanding mm, kind of sort of okay you there have gentlemen's in agreement that you guys aren't like you'd be like yeah there are some things that like for for the sake of overhyping something sure we we can't say much about okay. but like maps are you know stuff like that sure but what's out there is we can talk about but i i guess darren's way of putting it is he doesn't want to hype something up and then have sure. people you know well, well i guess what i'm asking is you guys aren't like under like you can talk openly about stuff it's just gentleman's agreement. You're not under an NDA. You like you haven't signed someone. Yeah, we some, haven't you, signed anything okay. yet. So. The reason I'm saying that is because you basically are saying is like, hey, we want to work with you, but we're not constrained to being able to what because again, I, I worked under an NDA for, you know, what, nine years or whatever. And then sometimes that sucks because you can't talk about things when so you guys aren't under NDA and that's very important, but you guys are working, for instance, the uh, um uh, trial mechs uh, and the um, free mechs. You guys have been giving feedback about that. Like I knew oh, the yeah. Mark II Bravo was going to be <laughs> like I saw the discussion going on in, in your uh, Discord, and so I knew what mech it was going to be. But I was just like, oh. And then like someone asked me, they're like, hey man, I'm thinking. It was like the week of. They were like, hey man, I'm thinking about getting a um, a Mark II Bravo. You know, what do you think? And I was like, I was like, oh man. Um, maybe you should hold on your seatbelts because maybe you know like i don't know maybe oh, you find yeah. something that, like i was trying to like maybe you, you you play a different mech and you like it like i was trying to like and then they're like oh dude thank you so much for i was, I was like all right it worked but uh yeah so you guys have been involved behind the scenes on like everything and i think that's really really cool um and it's it's obviously sh showing but uh anyways um back on topic you're not under NDA. You guys have been giving feedback on uh, the the new mechs. Obviously, you guys have been giving feedback on um, the clan stuff as well. The next uh, oh yeah booster, uh, the like the striker, the IS version that's coming out. You guys have been uh, working behind the scenes with the Little clan teaser. version. That's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I saw uh, <laughs> there was some voting going on, and I was like, mm -hmm. uh, okay, okay, okay. So um, yeah. So let's talk about the interaction with PGI, how has it been honestly behind the scenes? Like what, what's been your, has it been eye opening? Has it been, uh, what's that interaction? Because a lot of people don't see behind the, yeah. the curtain, if you will. Like I, I was, I was behind it and it always wasn't, you know, nice as well. So what's that been like with you and, uh, Darren and Matt? Well, Matt and Darren have, you know, been, I would like to say in confidence, 100% honest with us, right? It's like, they know they're not numbers guys. They know they're not XML guys and Navid XML spreadsheet wizard, I don't know. <laughs> yep. But yeah, the, the interactions have been friendly. I don't think there's ever been a point where, you know, someone says like, oh, fuck you, Darren, or fuck you, Matt, you guys yep. are, are brainless. No, nothing like that. It's 
it's always been like when they speak everyone listens right and we we take their words and we say all right they want this then let's try and do that so i would say it's been pretty good but i don't know the the one thing i notice is like from from their position and talking to us it's like it's sort of like we're their backup development team and they're like hey can you guys do this for us and we're like yeah we can do that and then we we go forward with yeah. it so it's it's kind of interesting to have that to have that relationship where i can i can talk to darren darren can talk to anyone in the gulag or cauldron sorry i keep forgetting but these guys can come in and talk with us and chat with us whenever they they need to or whenever something important comes up and we're there we're not like brushing them off or no one's really annoyed everyone is there and engaged and you know excited to i guess i would say to help the game get better because yeah. Everyone in there wants the same thing. They yeah. want MWO to be great again or yeah. to be fun again. Yeah. So, I mean, when when we share ideals, it's it's very easy to just say, okay, we want to do this this month, and we're like, all right, we're there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I would put it. So overall, pretty po like has there obviously to actually toss out a name too. There's been another PGI, uh, Francois. You guys have been uh with maps um the map guy stuff. Yep. so the map guy you guys um behind again behind the closed curtains uh you guys have been meeting with francois about kenya network obviously we've uh talked about that with uh darren he's popped on a few mm. times where it's looking like may is going to be a uh, sort of francois's um uh, update of canyon basically um, oh yeah it's gonna we, be awesome <laughs> we, we did you you did share some uh, uh or i should say i think navid i think it was navid shared some images that he had and we shared those on stream as far as like some of his thoughts of like right. what could happen and stuff um first off can we talk about those talks with francois how is that how is that i've never met him yet i've never talked to him i'm, n I'm never able to go to the meetings uh because it's always like during stream or right after so like yeah how has that I been everything yeah how's that been uh it's been it's been really good because now we're talking to a guy that plays the game that knows what positions we're talking about like he knows the map and he knows what's going on right he knows what nascar is he knows all of our nomenclature and definitions like all the positioning and stuff he knows that stuff and it's it's amazing to see like people like kraz and pasha go back and forth with this guy and they're like yeah i i agree this needs to change we can add a ramp there or there and we can get rid of these two points to mitigate nascar and it's it's very interesting it's like a symbiotic relationship and it's i don't know i was just in awe in most of those conversations like i would just sit there and watch one side the other side one side the other side <laughs> yeah and it was it was really exciting to see that interaction between developer and player like this is this is sort of a dream you know yeah. it's it's kind of scary seeing it do you but, think it uh, highlights how important it is to have a in this case a uh map designer know the game like, well it it just highlights that if you're a developer, you should know your game. You should know it from a player's play perspective. It and play yeah, it. Yeah, you so should you play your to. damn game. You don't, right? you don't, yeah, you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be Proton level or, you know, anything. Yeah, you don't but... have to be a world champion, but you have to understand that, okay, these complaints are coming from the player perspective. You may not see it on the developer side. And 
from the player's perspective, we may not see what's happening on the developer side. So again, you you kind of have to understand your own product sure. to really understand what what is the consumer doing, yeah. right? And that hasn't been there for a very, very long time. Yeah. And now to see that, to see that happening, yeah. it's like it's like you planted a tree and the tree is growing and it's yeah. just, it's beautiful. So speaking of Kenya uh, Network and NASCAR, let me ask you in regards to not only map design, but your guys' initiative as well. Has NAS, I mean, NASCAR hasn't always been around or has it? Like, why, why do you think it's been prevalent for, I have my own theories and I, I've talked about a lot about them. You've probably heard me rant mm -hmm. about them. Um, yeah, <laughs> been there for a few. I mean, and my my rants are, I think you have player behavior has been affected by game balance changes that have to do with mobility, weapon nerfs as well that affect certain chassis more than not. You also have just new stuff comes out that replaces old stuff, so forth and so on. But anybody, anytime someone's like, oh, it's just, you know, like, I don't used to remember NASCAR five, six years ago like we do now. So, like, what has changed? And that's why I guess I ask, you know, you, like, what are your thoughts mm -hmm. on it? And is it a combination of, of everything? Because, I, like I said, I don't think it's just one thing. Yeah, I don't I think it's, it's not right. one issue. It's sort of a mixture of things, right? You have certain things happening in terms of balance, like engine desync, new mechs being introduced. Slow mechs getting slower, faster mechs getting faster, and that that all culminates to what we have now, right? Is like slow mechs get chased off or murdered by the fast mechs. The fast mechs kill everyone. But the the biggest thing, in my opinion, is is the map itself, because the map when you're on it, you may not hear it saying anything to you. You may not be able to read it in words, but the map is telling you to do something, and the yeah. map is telling you. Go to the center of the map. There are paths leading into the center. It's, it's like a big toilet bowl, it as is. people say. And that's that's what makes NASCAR NASCAR, is if you slow everything down again, NASCAR doesn't go away. It just becomes less noticeable. But if you change the map and slow things down, or I guess I would say slow the fast ones down, then you start to see, okay, maybe we shouldn't go to the center. And the map is telling you, hey, just hold a position. Don't... Don't run to the center. There's nothing there. If you go into the center, you're dead. Like I, I'd rather have a map that tells you, okay, just by looking at it, I can see there's no man's land in the center of it. Why would I go there? Yeah. Like I'm crazy. If I if I run out onto that plateau, I'm gonna get murdered by everybody sitting there holding angles and waiting for somebody to make a mistake. Yeah. And you know, there's there's more thought process into just saying, okay, maybe I should sit on a ridge, sit on an angle rather than just saying, okay, hold the W key, pray to God, no one shoots me in the ass, and yeah, let's run around in a circle. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, spawn locations, I know... Are yeah. Spawns are brutal. Terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, terminal lines being fixed next month, or this month. I'm just like, I've been on the receiving end of it, and I've been on the giving end, and uh, yeah, I'm just ready for that time. But speaking of like, again, I, I just feel like, so mobility plays a big part. Like, I feel like people don't realize how... Especially now when you say uh, mechs need to be more, be more mobile. I think a lot of people get defensive when they're thinking that, like, that means every single mech. Like, that's not the case, though, right? Like, when you say, 
if right now may is looking like potentially huge mobility buffs are gonna uh, that's what you guys at least that's what darren has sort of said is hinted at is mm -hmm. may is mobility mobility like being on the inside when engine desync happened uh me and chris are the ones who worked on it and we're the ones who pitched it to paul and and got it approved the problem was is the numbers I'd given a lot of the quirked mechs ahead of time, I think like at the time, like, I don't know, a locust might have like 170% Excel on the quirk and DXL, because remember, we didn't have the skill tree yet. Right, right. So I was under the impression that that, you know, 70 plus percent increase in uh, Excel and DXL or whatever would be transferred to the mech when engine desync came, uh, came on, but it didn't. And mm. uh, so you know like those mechs weren't given mobility and then of course uh in not only engine desync but then skill tree came along and even nerfed mechs further because like in the thinking of is like you're you you have to choose if you want at least baseline mobility you have to invest in all those nodes well of course most people do firepower and survivability yeah. and then whatever's left over depending on operations or uh artillery and stuff like that so again I feel like the game on some aspects, some of the mechs became super agile because they were buffed, especially those lower ends. But then everything above just got dragged down double by desync and then also by skill tree and then just by one person's idea of how the game should feel. So I guess my question to you is when we're talking about mobility, uh, and I know we're sort of jumping ahead here, but this ties into i think the canyon network and nascar stuff can you explain why broader mobility on chassis would hinder nascar well i think the biggest thing is is backstabbing right is like lights run around to the opposite assault spawn and they're slow and they're they're big and they can't do anything to a light mech right but what our mobility changes imply is that Okay, maybe you can't necessarily kill him while he's humping your leg, but now you have a broader range of motion when that commando or that piranha decides to run at you and try and get under you. Now you you have a bit of a more of an opportunity to sort of shoot at him. Now, the big answer is, you know, rescale when, when we fix the leg humping issue, but for now we sort of agreed on, hey, a pitch increase will make this a little easier, right? Sure. And weapons are also going up, so now the assault mechs are not as I would say they're not like loot pinatas. You can't just run up to them and kill them now. They're now not a liability. Have... Yeah. Now they're gonna be scary again, right? With the weapons, that's just half of it. Now the rest of it is when mobility hits, and now you're gonna have AC twenties flying around on more mobile mechs. So now light mechs I don't think it'll happen right away. I think it'll have to be a trial and error by light mechs, but they'll learn. They'll learn yeah. to be afraid again. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing, but we don't want, you know, light mechs to be deathly afraid of moving at all, right? Yeah. We want them to be scared of saying, Oh yeah, I can just run at this guy and kill him. No. Yeah. I think that the most <laughs> Yeah, I think the most frustrating thing right now is like even with increased mobility, like if you don't land that shot or if you don't whatever that some of those light mechs quite literally run up and they can just hump your leg and yeah. you can't do anything. And it's like, it's the most frustrating thing as a player seeing it and then also experiencing it uh, just because it's like, how is that? 
now I, I get it because the lights like thinking like, yeah, but I had to avoid your shot or I, you know, like, you know, there's give or take, but like the amount of times it happens, uh, I mean, it'd be interesting seeing the stats for, I guess, all mechs and their survivability, like a globally across board. Cause mm -hmm. like back in the day, again, like the dire wolf used to be scary. Like that's, that's one thing is like anytime it, it concerns me when people ask for quirks on the dire wolf, because like, as the person who started the quirks, I see that as a red flag because it's like, and, and I wanted to rip all the quirks out and restart. And that's one thing, like, uh, I guess we can talk about a little bit later, but like the dire wolf used to be absolutely horrifying. So what changed, like as a, as a, as a designer, cause that's what you guys are, as far as you're, you're now a design team, a collective for PGI. Mm -hmm. That's what you are. Uh, if you didn't realize right. that, uh, is is yeah shocker if you didn't know surprise uh it's like a third party design team um what changed and and like that's how i try to look at it is like same thing with like if there's a dip in players like what caused what was the cause and what was the effect well the effect was dip in players what was the cause same thing was like direwolf used to be horrifying you know horrifying like it used to be scary well what changed Okay, well, mobility, nerfs, the weapon Mobility, stuff and, engine and, desync. Yeah. And, the list and, goes on. So that's how I look at it. And like, I, I see like your guys' uh, this patch in April sort of harks back to a few years ago. I mean, it's, you know, like, is that sort of like, you're like, yeah, around, you know, 2000 is like 16. Is that like? Yeah, around 16, 17 when before you know weapons started to get absolutely destroyed by you know who and again that's that's sort of the steps the direwolf took in terms of becoming just a harmless box right is sure. okay first the weapons got nerfed then the mech was still strong they saw that and then they took the mobility away and then engine desync and then all this other stuff happened and now the direwolf is just this big box yeah. because it's a, it's a target. thin line right you just said it yourself you don't want the elites to become obsolete but you still need the assaults to be actually scary right yeah we we need them because w when you're in a hundred ton mech right and you have all these guns and then this tiny mech just runs up to you and kills you for free that's a little frustrating right it's it doesn't make sense to have this tiny little mech run up to you and kill you when you have all these guns you're you know you're you're a hundred tons you're you're a gunboat, and I can't use my guns now, right? And it's like, I've just been in in the cauldron. Some conversations is when that happens to people, all they do is they alt for it, and that's it. Like, I've they just turn quit. the game off. Yeah, I've yeah. seen people quit, yeah. Like, even myself, I think I was in a mauler, and I got left behind in NASCAR, and a commando came up to my legs. I couldn't see him, and I just, just disconnected. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. And then I went to go play in a four-man because I was tired of getting run over <laughs> yeah okay so obviously april a huge pound Let, let's talk about this um for clarification i know you may not know exactly the numbers and stuff like this but uh there's some changes coming to like atms um i <clears> saw <throat> some reactions on my the last video i made and was like oh my god rip atms i'm like did you not read because that's not they're still gonna be deadly as shit you just you guys have uh, made them do di a little bit damage a little bit higher at the longer range and uh yeah i mean right i mean that's mm -hmm. basically the gist of it and you moved as far as instead of three damage it's like 2.5 on the close right yeah. their optimal range i mean so is that pretty much the gist of it well it 
I would say it's it's less feast and less famine, in in that sense. I I think we also we increase health. Open. Yeah, yeah, you increase health. health. Yeah, because of AMS, so, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that that two point five damage nerf is huge because before it did three damage, three damage at at the third damage step, and if you had four ATM twelves, that's that's one hundred forty four damage you could do to somebody, and they disappear. Like I've seen ATM boats, like ATM supernovas and ATM vapor eagles, just delete a mech and it was yeah. gone. I've seen piranhas, I've seen gargoyles, I've seen a hundred ton mechs just vanish because. Yeah. Hey, I got to shoot you with 144 damage worth of missiles, and they all hit the same target. Yeah. And it was just like, what, what in the world? I know some people like that aspect, but it is just, it is a pain in the ass when you're running around and you're just, you see a missile boat and you're like, oh, I'm dead. Okay. Yeah. I, in my opinion, it was, it's worse than double PPC, double Goss, because that's, it's almost three times the damage. And it's just, to see that running around, and to see PPC Goss in such a in such a state, I'm just like this. This doesn't make sense. This makes no sense at all. Now, is that thought process from like the pop tarting ATM Beagles as well? Because that's really where that's really where things start. Like as as people that became mainstream in the past like year, right? Just yep. people just doing that and yeah, triple ATM twelve Beagles, just pop tarting, deleting a mech, deleting a side torso, and just running off like. Nothing happened, and it was just so. Can we talk insane. about? Can we talk about? Uh, sort of a controversial topic, but LRMs and ATMs. As far as ATMs are pretty direct fire, and LRMs can be as well. But mm -hmm. I feel like the discuss. Have you guys had a discussion with PGI as far as? I think it'll remain feast or famine across the board. Like it's it's, it creates its own boats, right? Like you you have one Corsair out there now, or heck two and a kit fox out there like unless you have an organized four man to be able to like good luck oh you brought an atm6 fuck you like it doesn't matter like that's what i feel like is like we have this weird situation where the boats went extreme so then pgi had to make ams a little bit more extreme and so what that's done is that left like if you take like I don't know, like, I don't know, a Timby or something with like one ATM 12 or two nines or two 12, whatever, whatever it is. I just feel like it just, it just hoses that mech. So like, has that discussion been had as far as like it, one, is that a problem to you? Uh, and, and, and your thoughts on that. And like, two, is that discussion ever been had? Because I feel like it just leads to just Warhammer 2C, LRM 95, or ATM 48s or go home. Yeah, it's it's sort of a an interesting topic, but I don't think we've talked in detail about it. But there were some changes to AMS and and missile health, I'm pretty sure for a few weapons. But I think the main concern is that we don't want these things to become useless, right? We don't want one or the other to make the opposite I guess unusable, right? Sure. So it's it's sort of a it's a it's a finicky thing because if we buff AMS too much, all of the missiles go away. If we buff missiles too much, AMS becomes pointless. Sure. So I think this is a conversation where we've sort of got to compromise in terms of okay, we want AMS to be effective, but we want missiles to be effective. But we don't want AMS to negate all of the missiles, right? But we don't want 
missiles to negate all of the AT up oh, or the sorry the AMS. AMS. Yeah. yeah. Now is this so more? But I mean, again, the discussions. I feel like in the current state, I can understand. But like, isn't really the the biggest problem here is the fact of you can't really adjust LRMs or buff LRMs or ATMs because it makes indirect fire like just stupid, right? Like, mm. and that's because of target share. And I feel like a lot of like the the only idea I've heard is is like actually make direct fire worth it and that you can only get lock-ons with direct fire. Like you have to have line of sight. Like me, I'm right here. I can see you, I can lock on. Doesn't matter if it's LRMs or ATMs, I can, I can fire at you. And even if I have a friendly over here that's locked on, it's not sharing that information to be able to lock on, right? Uh, yeah. Unless they have like tag or narc. And if they have tag or narc, then freaking indirect fire away. Then you'd have to, you'd have to physically buff LRMs and ATMs, whether in velocity to get to their target as well, just because of how strong radar deprivation and cover and concealment it is. But I just feel like, uh, again, I don't know if that changes the boating mentality or AMS mentality, but um, that seems to be the biggest issue when talking to experienced uh, players like yourself as far as like, you, I mean, is that correct? As far as indirect fire, you don't want to make it even more OP than what it is? Well, yeah, I think information is the biggest thing right now is what makes them so strong is that some guy a kilometer away can lock onto you and suddenly everyone knows where you are. Not only that, now the missile boats can kill you for free. You're, you're over a hill, you're a kilometer out, yeah. somebody has visual on you, you're dead. Yeah. Like, that, to me, that's kind of weird. To me, I would say, you know what? Yeah, let's let's go down the road of saying, get your own locks, go out there, Stand up there and look at him because he's over there. Go and shoot him. <laughs> you know that that makes a little more sense to me rather than having just this global network of of say one guy sees you and then six LRM votes just follow up and shoot you yeah. and now you're gone. Like or, on polar, that's very very uh, evident. Where yeah. you just have that one mech running off and he sees you and and he tells all of his friends, "Hey, I got locks on India." Boom. Yeah. And then you see you see the, the LRMs come in, and then they kill you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if you're saying is that light mech or that one mech had a tag mm. or narked a target, you would still then have that capability. But right now, you basically get it for free. And then on top of that, because of, uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, you can spot your target and have a little bit longer target or skills as far as the the ability to lock and hold your locks longer unless you have radar depth then it doesn't really matter i you, uh, sort of side tangent i feel like uh again i hate the skill tree in the current form i think it's horrible uh and i've sort of felt like pgi sort of put themselves in a corner where radar depth seismic sensor those capabilities even radar and uh, uh ability to hold locks on you know all those skills that are sort of in the skill tree would be really great tools for chassis just to have for uniqueness like i've always felt like the whole idea of role warfare was just sort of brushed aside and say well we want everyone to be able to have a trophy instead of if, if it had been like oh hey that that spider 5v it's amazing at being able to hold locks for like a stupid long time you know or whatever yeah or like oh and it also could you know like does that make sense or like hey that uh locust uh you know as you know seismic so it's really good at like i, I feel like and some mechs wouldn't have anything because they're just good anyways but i feel like just sort of a side tangent i've always sort of felt like that like 
how powerful radar depth is and how powerful seismic is and how it's been how powerful it was back in the day i just feel like man that should have just been a chassis and variant specific thing or a variant specific just sort of like how you know um, anyways side yeah uh, well some of those things in the skill tree should have been built into the mech right so i mean you're not wrong in the sense of hey we should have role warfare but it also brings up a good point about the skill tree being such a mess. Yeah. It's such a mess because it's there are too many options, right? In the sense that, why isn't this just on my mech? Like, why does the jump jet tree exist? Why does the sensor Why tree do exist? I have to invest 13 nodes to make a piece of equipment work? Or even the operations tree with the, the cool run and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, we have this gigantic mess and now we have to clean it up. And I I think one of the ways I'm thinking in terms of skill tree is just moving some of those things to just, like you said, some chassis and some mechs that don't really have much else other than information. Because it, again, it brings up that whole role warfare thing, but it also, it also kind of highlights just how bad the skill tree is in terms of function for the entire game. Sure. And not to mention, we're working under that shadow until we can fix the skill tree, which yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. So so you guys do have a proposal for that. I've seen the, the PowerPoints, if you will, by mm -hmm. Professor yeah. uh, Navito there. <laughs> um, you guys took more of an approach of, you know, under the current PGI sort of mantra, we have to work within the system. They don't have anything really to change it. But even, even your changes would require an engineer. So even... Uh, and for those that don't know, you basically consolidate stuff and you do move nodes around, but it pretty much it keeps the same sort of system, but you guys are just consolidating stuff. Yeah. It's um, still a tree, sure. but it's more accessible, right? And it's, it's less complex than what sure. we have now. So like what's now 91, 91. out of 200 something yeah. Our our proposal, I think it's about half of what it is right now. So you're looking at 40, 41 nodes. So Again, that's that's just quality of life. It's like, holy shit, I don't have to spend 10 years in the mech lab. Everything's there. I know what this means, yeah. right? And if I click on a node, hey, I've got ECM. I don't have to go find another one. I don't have to invest seven more points into seismic sensor. It's yeah. it's just there. See, I, I, I like... Let me phrase this. I think it's a better solution than keeping what we have. But yeah. I'll be blunt. I still think the system the entire skill tree and the nodes needs to just go away well i like have to be perfectly honest i i prefer that method of just saying okay you know what screw this skill tree yeah you you have a mech lab you put things on the mech you go and play with it that's it well that's, that's all i want yeah like i get <laughs> well even if you took um i I've, I've talked about this is take the simple linear sort of path that you could use lore as well, which is really cool. The world of tanks, world of warplanes, where you pull up your hunchback mm. and you've got, you know, actuators, mirmer muscle, engine, sensor, you know, you have those, those, you know, comms equipment. And then you could literally, some mechs might only have level five. Some mechs might have level, two, you know, four or five, you know, all the way down mm -hmm. to one. And, and you can make it into a, uh, very lore friendly and it's linear as far as upgrade pass. You can unlock all of them. It's easy. It's simple. You can explain it. One, there's no tutorial on the current 
skills tree. Yeah. It's, it's Good horrible. Luck one of those. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Also, with what I'm proposing, for those that are wondering, um, I'm not saying introduce World of Tanks. What I'm saying is their upgrade path is really simple. And what's cool with it is you could remove quirks and remove skills and then just do this. Oh, we have one system that's it just displays everything. Oh, like for instance, if a mech is supposed to have a 5% cooldown, that would be, guess what? Under whatever, a five, like an auto, just like uh, World of Tanks has uh, different calibers for their main guns. You could have something like that to where like, oh, hey, here's some choice. Do you want the multiple AC2 build on the Hunchback 4G? Or do you want the just the big gun and go home? Well, maybe that's where it diverges and forks out. And now you have a few choice. Like you actually have a little bit of choice. Yeah, you there. have like small weapons efficiency yeah. or big guns efficiency. But here's the thing. That Raven 3L, its ECM would just work baseline and it would be fine where it is. But then you'd have, oh, it's a Raven 3L. It would have like two or three to make that 120 meters 140, 160, maybe 200. And that's what I'm saying is like, you could basically, now you take two systems, you slam it into one. It's visually a lot easier to understand, digest. It's, it, yeah, it's linear. There is, that's my problem. The also too, is when talking to people, they think there's choice in the current skill tree and it's a false sense of choice. And and, and to, to be honest, why am I having to fucking choose whether a piece of equipment or my mech just functions? Like exactly. where's, there, the there's thing. no choice. Like if you have to choose between firepower and mobility, like why? How about they're just, it's just baseline. And then I can choose between, do I want this uniqueness or maybe this uniqueness? Okay, that's cool. But you don't have that. It's not like, you know, and, and that's where I feel like it falls short. So, I mean, obviously you guys have a consolidated version, but I feel like, well, we haven't heard from PGI. Well, we have heard from PGI. They basically said, we don't have any engineers right now to do anything. Yeah, just so it doesn't really matter. But I feel like I that's say a... this. Uh, there are some fun little quirks we're adding in when those happen. To specific I've seen that discussion. Like the Raven 3L. Yeah, I've seen that discussion. Some random locust. But it's not to make them overpowered. These mechs, they don't really have any offensive capabilities. It's like you can put two ER large on a Raven or two Snubnose PPCs. Yeah. And it's again it's just it's kind of you can swat it to the side and it's gone like there's yeah. no, no other purpose <laughs> yeah there's definitely been power creep in the game as far as like as mechs have came along and yeah. more. i mean that's what's going to happen when you have 700 some odd variants and then you throw in you know of course clan tech versus is and yeah yeah so the sad part is most of those variants it, they're just inflated yeah. they're not really anything special and, you know, we saw that with a lot of mech packs is the yeah. reason people stopped buying them was like, hey, wait, my mech already does that. Why am I buying this one? It's just it's just a reskin of what what yeah. I have. The Dervish, I think, is was a good example where like you'll have one. There's two of them, the exact same hard points, but the location of the hard points change. So you'll have one that has an arms and torso and then the reverse torso and then the arms. And it's like, yeah, it fundamentally changes how you play the mech or what's, you know, like anyways but yeah it, yeah pack inflation definitely helped but uh didn't help but uh yeah i i get that so obviously skill tree aside um we have april weapons it's pretty massive and it's gonna be interesting because i feel like there's gonna be a lot of science being had i feel like the potential for players to come back that left years ago 
it's pretty high, especially, but I feel like that's where I think word of mouth is the only, I mean, unless PGI, which I don't think PGI is going to put out anything except for like content creators like myself or bear jewel or beef or TTB, or, you know, people that create videos, like how else are you going to let people know? Like, Hey, just FY we're, we're, we're making changes. We're making waves. I mean, how do you get those players that left in 2017 and 2016 when some of this started? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's a big one because some of these guys are not as far as you would think, right? Like some of them are just lurking in discords, waiting yeah. for something. Yeah. You know, sure they've moved on and played other games, but they still, you know, they pop their heads in every now and then. They ask, "Hey, is, is this thing changed yet?" And sometimes they get no, but the thing is, they're very persistent with asking. And and I noticed that, and I'm like, man, just imagine how excited that guy would be if something actually happens how surprised he would be, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah, I'm on a few discords with those kind of people where I, I guess the first day I showed up, I was like, hey, something's happening. They're like, ah, I don't believe you. Fuck <laughs> you, you know, whatever, nothing's happening. And then they start hearing more and they're like, wait, something yeah. is happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, the patch drops. Yeah. So well, I mean, those people are really stubborn. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, again, PGI has a lot to basically the bridges have to be redone. I mean, it's, like, that's what sucks is, like, being a fan and also working for him back then, it was super frustrating because, like, I I, I would stream and, and I'd have people come into my chat and I knew absolutely nothing was happening behind the scenes because Mech 5, everything had taken resources. And, like, here we are just, like, twiddling our thumbs, like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine, guys. Everything's fine. And it's, like, behind the scenes, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, like... And there was nothing. That. Yeah. And but I've seen so many names I haven't seen in a while come back. And that's been really reassuring. And I saw a dip though as a streamer. I noticed my 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 average viewership was actually tracking upwards up until the day after the patch last month. Yep. Literally, I went and looked. I was like, I wonder. And uh, I was like, thanks, Darren. I appreciate that. He's like, man, screw you, man. That was... <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, all right. So let's talk about uh, mobility in May. Uh, I feel like I'm excited for the weapons, mm -hmm. but I feel like the tri like the trifecta, like you need, you need the, the mobility, like, the direwolf, yeah, weapon scary or like Timby or the small pulse, like what all those different like stuff, like that's cool. But the mobility, you know, we talked about buffing. How do you like, how are you guys going about like the thought process of like, are there chassis that need nerfed, you know, as well? I wouldn't say chassis need nerfs necessarily, but some chassis need to be left alone, like the Vulcan or the Phoenix Hog or the the flea with mask it's like some of those mechs if we buff them they will break everything like sure. it, imagine an even more agile vulcan like how broken that would they're, be. they're they're the baseline they don't need yeah. any they're good We've, we sort of tagged mechs along the way as as baselines in terms of okay don't cross this point because it will break sure that's it's sort of the the method we've gone with it especially with weapons too is like you'll notice some weapons we didn't even touch like LRMs, their points of contention, UX and stuff like that. I know Navid had a proposal for like a no jam UX, yeah. and I was just like, I don't know if anybody would buy it, right? A lot of right now, like, yeah, that was my con like he had a cool like it's a cool concept, but I'm like, 
no one's asking for you yeah, exactly you know like that's the issue that's, right is yeah. we're going down that road yeah. of of following in chris's Squirrel. footsteps it's like okay when, yeah yeah when we're saying oh yeah here's this even though no one asked for it no one wanted it no one or discussion for it yeah you have to have a discussion you have yeah to have back and forth, like that was meant for like pts yeah at some point but again pts was thrown out of the window so we we just told navid it's like hey that's a great idea but throw it in the garbage yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was my my concern too with mobility when I was uh, I'm not a I a part of me wanted to get back involved like when all this started when you guys started up a part of me wanted to, like I I've told Darren this I like I said a part of me wanted to reach out and be like hey man I want to be the liaison like I'll I'll be the li like I'll work with because I did all the quirks back then like I mm. you know and so I was like but then I was like no I was like I don't want anything to do with numbers and also too is like that i don't feel like that's my like i had my time this is a group um you know like i can talk about it i can talk to individuals like yourself and i was like no like i, I just don't want to do numbers but one of the one of the things i was wondering about is like with mobility you have there's so many like even with weapons there's so many stats like this is 1.1 and then this goes to 1.21 and like that'll make it like it's I, that's why like in, in the discord, I was trying to like say, Hey, when you're talking about mobility, I feel like you need, just need to talk the like higher up down. Like, like, let me ask you a question. If you were to take the Victor and the direwolf, two ends of the spectrum, but the direwolf had, let's just say, uh, the same mobility as the Victor, uh, you know, let's just play here through this like this this game here is the direwolf better because of that well i would ask okay if we buff the direwolf to victor levels of agility sure what happens to everything below the direwolf well like there is so so my question is uh yes you're 100 right in, in that regard and i think that's sort of where chris would argue is like hey just fyi like you make it you make this better at the top, it does have trickle down, right? I, I, I can see the, the argument both sides balance wise. But my thing would be is it's still a direwolf. It's still a wall, right? Like it's still going to just get blasted apart. So like that's where I feel like the discussion of you guys have a tough thing because you're you're doing things in pieces with yeah. like because rescale like if you had rescale, I would say, first off, you need to wipe quirks across. Like, you have to redo those across the board because shit gets crazy. You'd have to rethink mobility as well because now you take something that maybe his proportions are off. Now you're shrinking it. Like, again, I feel like you're you're doing stuff in, like in increments, which is fine. But, like, I guess that's my thing is when, when you talk about uh, agility, the same sort of nuances are happening with, like, small adjustments here or there. Uh, and it's a ton of numbers. I don't think people realize. Like, yeah, you should see. It's like the what, spreadsheets, individual yeah. mechs, and it's, then all of their stats: torso, pitch, angle, yaw. Insane. And then there's yeah. there's there's stuff behind the scenes too, like whether it's an assault mech, uh, heavy, medium, and then you can assign like the d degree that they could go up a uh, an angle uh, or yeah, the hill a, climb, a hill climb and stuff. And then like based on this, like you'll have mechs like. That's why, like, the commando can just do 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 do, you know, like, and yeah, like Spider Man just climb yeah. the canyon wall, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and I I do feel like I agree where it's a little bit of a detriment uh, to to 
it's a thin line. Like if you make a hundred tonner super agile, but I'm like, yeah, but it's still a barn door. Like even if it gets, yeah, that's a big deal. Like a hundred percent of damage shot at that mech is landing. Like it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's sort of the conversation that Dario always brings up in the cauldron. He's like, okay, if you buff the Annihilator, then you have to buff the Balkan. And we're like, what? You're crazy. But it makes sense, right? It's like, okay, if the big ones are getting a buff, then he's sort of talking about now it needs to trickle down. Potentially. And, I think it depends yeah. because those things got nerfed to a level. And, and that's, this is where power creep, I think, like, this is where I don't like quirks in their current form because it was never defined. And that's one thing that like I will still harp on in that Discord chat because when I started doing the quirks, I didn't have a rule set. It was all subjective. And then same thing when Chris took over and started doing it. It's all subjective. And then same thing if any changes come in, it's also like there's not like to me, that's one of the like I used to say, oh, Phil's learned a new ru uh, uh, word. It's called the rubric. But like you should have a rubric, a set of rules of like why a mech gets like, like from a design perspective, I should be able to tell you why a hunchback 4G gets X, Y, or Z. Like there, and then if you had that rule set and then you could literally just apply it. Again, I feel like uh, power creep, we've just shifted it from before being a, right? What did we used to, like we still account for mechs, right? Uh, the tonnage of the mech. The shape of the mech does it have jump shots, ECM. What's its hard point? Hard point locations, right? Like around six mm -hmm. metrics of what made a mech good, and then it turned into, well, what quirks does it have? And so now you're adding another. Now there's a seventh variable, right, to that, and it's like it just adds more complexity without any like nuance, and like that's that's where I I wanted to rip all of the quirks out three years ago and actually do what I'm talking about. And I was told no. Um, and I just feel like it just at like our mechs and is clan versus IS actually balanced? I would say no, I don't think they are because I think quirks get in the way. Like if you just removed quirks across the board, I think it'd give you a very clear picture of where actual balance is. Like, you know, like yeah, would, look at the Vulcan 5T. Right, like it's a good, out. right? It's a good mech. It's a great mech. It doesn't actually have a whole lot going for it. But then you look at like the IV4, and I've said this before, should be nerfed years ago, yeah, years ago. We are gonna look at that mech. But see, you nerf that, people just go to the Wolverine. You nerf that, they just go to the Trebuchet 7M. You nerf that, that's what I'm saying is yeah. like, it's this never ending like cycle of just. Well, it's a bit of an arms race, but in reverse, right? If you take away the big guns, we'll just use slightly smaller guns. If you take away our slightly smaller guns, we'll just use slightly smaller guns. And is that fun? I don't know. But then what about all the other mechs that just sit there and twiddle the thumbs like, yeah, I wish I had that, you know, like. Yeah, that's that's sort of where we're going with it is we, we want to nerf outliers, but we also want to increase the options. So you can't just say, oh, if you take this away, I do this. If you take this away, I do this. Now it's like, oh, wait. They took that away, and now there's all of these other mechs I can use. Hmm. Right? That's when the science comes in. That's when people start buying variants they've never tried before. And now, now the picture isn't so clear as to what path we can take down the, I guess, how do you say, down the line in terms of power creep. Yeah. Which is a good thing, but again, if, if we're not careful, what ends up happening is all of those mechs that are down this path 
of terms of, say, Quick Draw to Wolverine to, to Trebuchet, now all of a sudden those mechs disappear, right? And they get lost in the fog. So it's, it's, it's a very tricky thing to make sure that every variant is relevant rather but than just, say, one or two. Is it a fair statement of those mechs are only good because they're lethal? Well, I mean, they're only good. Because... They're they're not unique, right? Like other right. like outside, like they don't have radar depth built into them. They don't, you know, they don't have any. That's another problem is like when there's no there's no role warfare. Like we never had never it, it died on the hill. Like it never went anywhere. <laughs> it did. That's another thing too. People don't realize is like role warfare. When Paul used to talk about it, was just an idea, but that idea never really was fleshed out. It 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 died, you know, and so what makes one mech unique versus the other well you can have 250 tonners and one has better uh hard points and then that one gets used over the other because it's just better hard points so then what do you do to the other one do you buff it anyway and again that's where it gets in this like cyclical cycle of just like power creep right so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if you can do anything with that or like but that's the, that's the nuance of MWO in a nutshell, right? Is... Yeah, that's the biggest thing is like we're balancing around what players are doing, right? Or what they can do. And now that, that opens up the can of worms. It's like, yeah, we can create an entirely new meta if we take it too far. Or we can just keep the current meta, take out some outliers, and bring other mechs to, say... A competitive level rather than just saying okay you know what it's obvious i'm just gonna take the wolverine 7k and i'm not gonna look back nothing else exists that's that's sort of the issue we're addressing it's it's not the sense of like taking mechs out of place and just throwing them in the dumpster because pgi tried that pgi did that with a lot of mechs that we know and love like the kodiak 3 the, the timber wolf they just kind of grabbed it and said all right see ya three out the window and we, we don't necessarily want to bring them back to where they were in terms of, okay, it's OP, just take this mech, GG. No, we, we kind of want to bring them back into a better position from where they are now, but still not like leagues ahead of everything else in terms of, say, why would you take a Wolverine? What is that variant? It's like the two AC5s in the arm mm -hmm. over a Wolverine 6K with the three large lasers. And I think that's... That's sort of the game we're playing is like we're trying to juggle quirks, mobility, yep. hard points, hitboxes, all this crazy stuff, and we're trying to make it make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I you, think that's that's the difficulty. It's you just... brought up brought up hitboxes too, which that's another factor yep. that you rescale. <laughs> yeah, res yeah, rescale. Rescale, rescale. I wonder I wonder if that's even gonna happen this year. Like I I've I sure hope so. I don't know. Like, I don't know because so they have Mark Nicholson right now working on MWO 24-7. But right now he's doing right. He just, I guess, I assume wrapped up the striker stuff because there's photos now of the striker stuff. He's going to be tackling whatever clan pack they're going to be doing next. Right. And those are again, he's not doing the mech geo. He's doing the bolt on geo. So like if that's taking all of his full time to do just that, then they're going to have to have more artists to be able to do that, right? Like rescale. Yeah. And then what about an animation? Task. Does that need to be adjusted or like, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's why, like, I, I just, I wonder. I, I now, had answers, but it's like. So did you, I don't know if, 
so this might be a little bit of news last friday i think it was last friday darren hopped on and he's mentioned that they're considering using a third party did you have you heard oh, about yeah. this there's uh they're in talks yeah, they're with someone they're in talks with a company a team with CryEngine. yeah like that's... a team of engineers rather than a team of like say us where we're just like yeah. oh yeah here's a proposition no these the guys darren is talking about are you know no contracts have been signed but they're uh but that's not business like, no one's talked to, no one's really even talked about that is like hey just fyi they're actually in talks with and it was like last well, friday think, yeah, he, yeah he was like it's like he was like yeah we're pretty sure this is happening we're about i think he was like don't quote quote me on this but i think it was like yeah we're like 90 percent of the way there and i was just like what like yeah it's uh i don't know because they haven't signed anything yet so i'm i'm a little cautious as to say anything more no they haven't signed yeah. but they're taught they're in talks they're, with they're in talks with them yeah he mentioned yeah. that to us too and it was like ooh. yeah you know, which is avid in touch with those guys we yeah it's some, some well yeah they would definitely need to be a part of that discussion because again like some of the stuff that you guys are talking about in there like the performance stuff like oh, yeah, uh mr vad yeah mr vad talking about the draw calls and how like draw calls are huge and back then you're talking about an engine that's yes it's custom but it's also based on like 2009 like engine like the you know, he's like, yeah, the maps are only supposed to have like 5,000 and PGI's maps are like, you know, 25,000. Yeah, and that's causing issues. You have like FPS drops yeah. when you look down yeah. the valley, when LRMs are flying over your head, when someone brings too many machine guns, like your FPS just disappears. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, Russ did say they've never done a, a, a performance pass. And I guess it's not surprising, but like, you're like, bro, like. Yeah, that's, it's a little weird to have you know this fly under the radar for so long yeah well think about the product just basically got dropped on its face three years ago to work mm -hmm. on mech 5 non-stop so i mean that's what yeah that's that's where i guess yeah well i think my my theory is that eg7 kicked somebody in the ass and said hey fix this <laughs> no no i don't think they did that at all you know what it is it's uh, in their contract uh, that's public. It's like an extra additional, like I think 50 to 60 million Canadian if they do good on. You know, I mean, it's in their thing. I, I remember talking to Magic Panglove about it. Like it's in their that that I guess release that EG7 on the purchase of PGI. Like it states in like, hey, they can get a bonus of a lot of money. And I don't know if that's like the company or just shareholders. So it's like, yeah, it, it's. And guess who probably is that's, like the number one shareholder, Russ. So he's like, yeah, just make it happen, right? But what's in, yeah, but what's interesting is like, what's going on with them is, okay, they have Mech Five. They're in full like swing right now. I don't, I don't think it's grind. I think it's like they've already submitted this stuff to like uh, Steam and GOG and Xbox, right? They've already submitted that stuff. I'm assuming because it's coming out next month. Right, they can make whatever last minute jump through hoops. Okay, so full steam ahead on that. Roger that. They also have a new game. We have no idea what it's doing. We don't know who's involved with it. Though I will say we haven't seen Paul at all. Just tossing yeah, that out he there. And sort of I, vanished. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if he's involved with Mac Five, but I don't know if he's still there. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Uh, so the, for those that don't know, yeah, they're working on new IP, unknown. We probably won't know for a few years. Welcome to NDAs. Uh, we don't know what that is, too. But they, Russ has stated it's not MechWare Battletech related. So 
is a new IP. I can understand like them wanting their own IP as well. So then you're not beholden to like, can we please have some more, sir, to like Microsoft every Yeah, time. and you're not subject to like Harmony Gold sticking things well, they're, inside, right? Yeah, they're it's done like, yeah. now, right? As far as uh, Battletech is concerned. Uh, but then you have MWO with Matt and Darren, which now we know they have uh, Mark Nicholson for the 3D artist. Then they have Francois as a map designer. They don't have any engineers. So instead of just basically bringing uh, your lead engineers, who I'm assuming, I'm going to take a leap here, I don't think are on Mech 5 anymore. I think their lead engineers and whatever this new IP is, it's in Unreal. And they're, they've taken their top guys and because that's how projects work, right? You have a very, very small team to like prototype and get move, things moving forward. And that's my theory. So like instead of just moving some of those engineers to MWO is, oh, well, it's actually easier and cheaper, possibly cheaper, I don't know, easier just to basically hire a third party to come in. The problem is like, how do they, like, how do they, integrate you know like how easy is that for them to do with pg i'm assuming pretty well if, if it's a company that's familiar i don't know so yeah that's where we're I at mean, if they're familiar with CryEngine, i hope it's easy but again it's like they're gonna have to dig through a lot of spaghetti code to uh really see what's yeah. going on under the hood well that's that's why i was confused with like side torso heat spike and i'm like what do you mean it just can't just be changed so they're like no it'll actually just require an engineer that's the problem right now it's like even if we want to remove it Matt can't do it. Darren can't do it. And they don't have any. So like, it's like, okay. Um, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I mean, I, I think it sort of sucks in one hand and in a perspective of you guys aren't proposing anything extreme here. You're basically actually just undoing what's been done for the past five years i mean really about five years i mean really that's i mean you know the unfunning of mwo the mobility hit across you know uh to a lot of the chassis the weapon nerfs that have happened there's also heat changes that have happened aside or so heat spike is one of those yep right like you know we're talking about new uh candy network is basically getting sort of not a facelift as far as like a visual but like the pathing and stuff is going to be altered and the play like it'll be interesting to see how it plays because um you've been in chat before i like i'm over hpg i think it's the like i think hpg yeah. is one of the worst maps in the game uh, there are a few on the list of just like you know what this map we could we can delete it or we can fix it <laughs> Like some people are are in the cauldron and they're like, I have an idea for Solaris City, and this person says, delete it, and that's yeah. it. He yeah. doesn't say anything else, and we're just well, like, are yeah, you that crazy? doesn't help. What? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help with the discussions. Like, okay, like wait, a, yeah. But what I'm interested in is not only what you guys and providing feedback, but like, I want to hear what Francois himself thinks because like, I feel like the dude's pretty knowledgeable. I haven't even met him, but you guys all speak highly of him. Uh, like, oh, yes. Darren loves loves the dude already. I love the like, guy. So it's like, uh, you know, I want to do a podcast with him. So, like, I'm going to reach out. But, like, I got to, like, I got to reframe my, men my, like, the way I approach it. Because, like, I don't want him just to be, like, I can't put him on the spot and basically him just tear down whoever map designer did it before him because you know all the maps like suck you know except for like rubelite and that guy's not even there john's not even there anymore so like that doesn't even matter 
but uh you know he can't sit around and bash like oh yeah i don't know why this this is this is horrible so i gotta like think i need to yeah. approach it differently of like so what it's would a you do funny to, you mentioned that what would you because, do to improve you know yeah but like it, it's a little funny you mentioned that because during like in the meetings with the cauldron and we're like uh yeah can you take a look at this area and he was like wait what is that doing there and he's like oh uh, we should probably get rid of that. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point in this being here anymore. Yeah. And, and he's sort of like, there are some areas where you can climb up and it's not very noticeable, but it's sort of subtle and it's like a crack in the wall. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, that's pretty dumb. Let's, let's get rid of that. And, yeah. you know, we see him like actually just grab the piece of whatever and just throw it out. And it's yeah. like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. It's, it's so much fun to see that because now we're we're talking with a guy that's not defending anything that's been done in the past. Sure. He's like, okay, this is kind of shit. Let's remove it. How do we just? And we're all on the same. Yeah. Page. How do we make this work, right? I feel yeah. Like that's yeah. Important. Like it doesn't matter who or what in the past. How do we just make it's, it work? It's a matter of just let's let's make this better, right? In terms yeah. of progress, that's that's all the cauldron is. I mean, yeah, we can bring up the past, but. No one really gets bogged down anymore. We're we're yeah. sort of looking forward in terms of, okay, what what does PGI want us to do next? What can PGI do next? Does this does this help anything? Can we sell this to people? Does it bring people back? Yeah. And these are well, sort of the questions flying around. Yeah, I think it's fine to, on like, history. Like, I think it's fine to like look at MW's history. Like, why was this done? For you guys to be be able to dissect it and say like, okay, hey, we don't want that. We need, you know, or we need to revert that or, hey, when this change was made, for instance, uh, just tossing out there, when skill tree was made shortly thereafter, you saw 10,000 plus players leave the game. That's a good history lesson, I think, that could be yeah, like, a hey, good indicator. Of yeah, like saying. you're not like, oh, this is your fault. You know, to, it's just like, hey, just FYI, guys, just, you know, like, let's learn from the mistakes. It doesn't yeah, matter let's who. Let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, you know, um, so. Obviously, you guys have your opinions and your thoughts. Um, why do you guys feel like, um, I guess, why do you feel like y you guys are the right fit for this, this, you know, these actions in this, in this taken? Like, why you guys? Why not someone else? Well, I think the biggest thing is that when I started talking to Darren, he was like, yeah, we're, we're coming back. We're going to make the game fun, right? And we, we sort of had to change things around in the cauldron. We were like, yeah, we want to rebalance the game, but we sort of have to... I, I think Navid got kind of upset when I mentioned this, is we sort of have to follow their lead in terms of, okay, they, they want to make the game fun and accessible. Okay, we have to balance for fun and accessibility, not for ourselves or for anyone else. Like, we can't just throw it to one side and say, it's fine, this is it, right? We, it's it's impossible because then the game would die, right? You'd have like 200 people that play comp and that's it. <laughs> that would be it. That'd be the game. But it, in this way, it's it's sort of, also we had a meeting about this where they wanted to sort of align their ideals. And, and I sort of told them, I was like, yeah, we're not here to balance for comp. We're here to balance for fun. And some people in the cauldron were like, that's kind of weird. You know, some people were, we're just outright defeated because again they, they're balancing for a certain aspect and i was like no it, it has to be this way or else again who's gonna who's gonna be here to play the game right they're, they're gonna turn the servers off if we just throw it to one side and say all right it's fine so again it's 
how do I say, we're, we're sort of working towards the same goal. So that's, that's sort of why, I guess, they chose the Cauldron. I mean, they could have chosen any other group, but again... What I'm other not, group? Yeah, I'm not seeing any other group of no one, people yeah. that are sitting around waiting for... Which I think would have been cool. I mean, obviously, you guys... Well, hey, I would have loved to see other groups. Yeah, like, oh, dang, that, like, you could take... Yeah, could yeah no one... That's what I'm saying is, down. like, that's where, again, people with initiative and, like, hey, you you saw this this um you know need and want and collective you know collective of individuals and you basically filled that void that was basically needed and then next thing you know you're working directly with the you know developers and i, I feel like in so many cases in life uh some people act on that and some people don't and well, you know again when you act on these things you sort of have to let a lot of emotion go Right, you sort of have to look at it from a perspective of okay, yeah, they fucked up in the past, but maybe this time it'll work, right? And you know, especially me, I'm, I'm very sure. salty, very spiteful sometimes. But if it doesn't work, we blame you guys now because it's your fault. Well, like, yeah, you, know. <laughs> you blame the players. Like it's, I think it works out no. for PGI yeah. because they're they're saying okay, if, if this community group doesn't work out, well, we either find a new one or we go back to the way it was. Yeah. And if I don't think that's the case, though. Yeah, and if people in the cauldron don't want to work on anything anymore, they just leave. Yeah, like, there's there's no hard feelings, there's no attachments. It's just like you're not employed here. We're not yeah. paying you. Yeah. So I mean, if if you don't like it, then just leave. I mean, yeah. what's gonna happen, right? It's gonna keep it's moving like, forward. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed like some people brought that up. It's just like, what happens if we leave? And I'm just like, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you <laughs> think, helping out and. Yeah. I think that's the best part is that when we get to a certain point, some people will just I, I I don't like to say this, but some people will just be unnecessary to the process anymore because sure. it's over, right? Like yeah. we've we've got to a certain point where the game is fun. Okay, that's it. Like the cauldron will vanish. Yeah. At some point, I don't know. Maybe I think maybe you not. have a long term I think that's gonna be a while. Let's be honest. Yeah, here. it's it's gonna be a while, but it's it's not I don't see that happening right? anytime soon. I mean, think about this. <laughs> think about this. Okay, so weapons are not a constant, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, to be fair, uh, you're just doing an initial weapon pass, May, then June, iterations, iterations right? from that. So, but that trickles the smaller, smaller, smaller. But what happens at the end of the year when PGI is like, wham, freaking, we're now in, you know, a, a dark age well, or whatever. Like, fuck. well, then honestly. you guys get to have. Yeah, that's just weapons, but. Mm. You're gonna if have feedback as rescale, yeah, your agility, new max, uh, new packs, uh, and then the discussion of maps, uh, and then the discussion of the. You guys will eventually get to. Let's talk about Solaris. Let's talk about faction play. I have some oh, really good no. ideas on faction play, and I think I think to be fair, <laughs> I think both of those systems can be salvaged. I think they the can. the systems itself of what they have in Solaris, as far as like how it works. I think can be salvaged into something that's actually quite fun. Same thing with faction play. I bring up Living Legends all the time because I think they're the conquest game mode that they have. I just oh, picture great. I, I picture Polar Highlands because it's already a huge map anyways, would be a good just like that's the type of map size you'd need for it. You have a base on one side, base on the other, you can spawn there. Like you'd have to create some other stuff, but like respawns. Uh, you know, multiple bases where you could spawn out to those. I mean, 
you can have artillery pieces where people can go and cap capture those and you get like an artillery strike only when those are active or Intel. Yeah. I mean, all those systems, the only thing that's not in MWO right now is the repair uh, and rearm function, which again, that would require engineering resources, Roger that. And then also the fact of like, how do you bring in when they go back to base? The idea would be you have to go to base to change out chassis. Like if you if your team had that forward operating base, that fob, and it was captured, you could respawn in the mech that you're in. But if you wanted to switch out to something different, you'd have to go back to the main base. How would that functionality work? Would it just show your, you know, like there's some technical stuff. But what I'm saying is like, from a higher level perspective, I think we have to be realistic with like where the game's at in its life cycle. And then also say like, what is the point? If faction play is supposed to just be big 12v12 matches and respawn and fun, is it over planets now? Or is it just clan versus IS and maybe you have units and you can basically opt in for the season to fight for one or the other. And at the end of the season, you get a, it's, I don't know, a thumbs, I don't know, a superstar. award. <laughs> right, yeah, because like, that's where we're, I know some people are like, no, I want that, you know, like where you can planetary assault and pull and tug. No, like that's, that's the problem in the first place. I feel like is like, we got promised the moons, the stars, the sun and everything above and it fucking failed. And I just don't feel like, like, they could take what they already have, which they've spent millions of dollars uh, building. Yeah, think about that. Faction play has been m millions that's, that's of investments, of right? Just because of like over the, you could take what's there, make a fun experience of like group play. And I don't know if you allow 12, 12 mans in there. I don't know if you keep it a four man, sort of like if they, uh, I'll talk to you about. My point being is, I think you could do something similar with Solaris and make a Solaris event like on a weekend where, just sort of like how they have right now. Like, hey, Friday through Sunday night, it's a freaking free-for-all and you just let everybody just kill each other. People don't give a shit that it's it's not 1v. Like, 1v1 is not fun. It did not work. If it was, if it worked, if it was fun, it would have worked and people would be playing it. Are they playing it? No. Like, anytime someone argues and says, like, well, I really like 1v1s. Good, I'm glad you do. But the population says otherwise like no yeah, one gives a about shit about the rest it, of us right the game was never supposed to be about 1v1s it was it, it's about team like uh, so the idea of solaris right is this arena right where people are just it's a free-for-all just yeah. like in the days of mech mech warrior 4 mercenaries four, right yeah. when when you got to solaris it was okay you had four weight classes to pick from you had a few maps to pick from and then you just you just went at it because right? you can't balance it. I think if BattleTech by HBS had a Solaris like system like that, yeah, you could do like Atlas versus three Jenners or something like that. You could you could mess around like that. But like in MWO, you just yeah, it's a yeah. different here. Yeah, I just so I, I feel like those two systems are salvageable. But I feel like the discussion is far away. I did bring up something now that I'm done ranting. I wanted to ask you, how close are we? Do you think? Or should the decision start already? Should the decision be made right now of separating solo and groups again? I think that conversation should have been started yesterday because, again, population is on the rise. It's going to keep going up as long as, you know, we don't fuck up royally. As long as we don't do a Chris, I think everything should work out because, again, like that, the, the hype generated for this April patch is astounding. Like, I, yeah. I haven't seen this since Civil War. Right. And 
I, I would love to see the separation of group and solo by by May, at least, because, again, there's going to be an influx of players here and an influx of players in May. And I'd like to, those guys to stick around for June, July, August, you know, because, again, groups and solo right now is just, it's it's a mess because you have four mans running around just sweeping sweeping teams yeah and it's just like oh okay there's a four man of ggx on that side gg you know people start disconnecting people start raging and then it's over i don't so. mind being i drop solo a lot monday tuesday wednesday and then thursday i do groups and friday i do groups i don't mind being outplayed and i love the chaos that is solo drop but since they merged it and i think they merged it last june is that correct or something like that that's been taken away from me because like i'll get a match and i'm like well like i have to work exceptionally hard except like our team will have to work so much harder or vice versa like <laughs> good freaking luck you know like we're yeah, better like team. mpg like, and phil are on the same side yeah like well. and and so like i love the chaos and the not knowing and i have to do as best as i can and i know i can influence match if i do the best i can when it's just solos but like right now with the the cute like that's not always the case and i'm in agreement with you i i don't know if obviously it'll happen in may but like okay so let's just say it happens june june is the first month solos goes back to 12v12 solos how it's always been how would you do group queue? For me, I think I would do 8v8. And I would say just groups of four. I would start there and say if there's enough demand, I would I would increase, say, for example, like twos and fours. But I, I would say like groups of one and three. I, I, I know there are people out there that talk about three mans in eight mans, but it's just like the, the matchmaker would have such a hard time getting a three man in with like, four groups of four how would you fit you'd never get well, a match it always relies on solos being yeah. opting in and i'm like well that's fine but like what happens if it's oceanic time and you don't have two people and they're already struck like i don't know if people have looked at the steam graphs but like during oceanic time yeah, like that that's and yeah <laughs> it's not going to impact me guess what i'm north america in the time zone it's not going to match me i don't care whatever you do but like i agree with you four i feel like you have to have just fours Four, like a four-man group, like you have to have three other individuals with you and just drop. And it's the, is that crazy for me to say? Like, I feel like that's the easiest way for matchmaker to not have to worry about a three-man or a, having a two one-mans out there at all 24-hour period. Like, is that fair? Like, well, I think it goes both ways because like, for example, there's not opt-ins, right? At Oceanic time. But there's also not that many four-mans running around in Oceanic time. So I would say, the, I guess the best way to do it would be, I don't know if they can, but I would say there, there's a release valve somewhere that opens up, say, at a certain time, two mans to join the queue of four and make it easier. But again, I'm, I'm not really sold on the whole opt-in thing because, again, like the population, it fluctuates. It's not a consistent... Yeah. You know, 100,000 across the board. Say if it were 100,000, oh, I yeah. would say, sure. Just, you know, do whatever. Well, I don't think you'd have, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you'd have issue. Like, uh, not even oh. not even doing solo, just saying, like, I don't think you'd have issue with four mans just everywhere. Like, that would be... Well, again, if four mans were as common as, you know, they were back then, then... Do you think hey, they could be, though? No big deal. I mean, 
yeah, we could get to that point, but, again, but what about it's um, take a lot of work to get there? Yeah, what they've talked about uh, localization. They've talked about localization. I didn't know what that word meant until someone told me. And basically, uh, yeah, this is news. Yeah, well, they talked about localization, which is basically the game being sold in other countries. So whether it's Germany or I don't know, Russia or China or wherever, you basically have to get everything translated as well. And then you also have to work with the country and if they have any type of like, you know. Right, China's big on that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> have fun with that one. Uh, yeah, but either or, like in other, like the Philippines or, you know, wherever, like if you're you're going to have to have localization. So like that could potentially open up. I'm wondering, that's a good question, I guess, for Darren uh, is localization. Any work on progress on that? Cause that's a big task. Um, because then you're, you're potentially opening the, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you're saying eight V eight, four man groups. Would you do tonnage or would you just do one, 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 one? Wait, I nice. would do one 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 because just for simple, that turns, yeah, that turns into two 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 two, right? And that's old comp. That's MRBC rules. So again, that's the the idea of tonnage. Just make it weird because you'd end up with maybe one more assault on the other side or one more light on the other side. And I think if it were if it were just one 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 rather than tonnage, you wouldn't see like say say the amount of tonnage is set so you can run three warhawks and a fleet right imagine if two four mans on the same side got three warhawks and a fleet like how much that wouldn't be fun at all you see six warhawks and two fleas running around and it'd just be it'd just be thunder mountain like it was in boreal yeah i feel like this the same (laughs) statement goes back to i feel like we have to just be realistic like i know some people are gonna be like i should be able to drop with one other buddy and run a two man and we should be able to take you know direwolf and an atlas but i i just i go back to you have to think outside of you yourself as like yeah, i don't think i don't think we have the population even like maybe we will get to that point I, I, I don't need, like you have to look at what's the simplest thing for a matchmaker because it's you know in a 24-hour period of time like it's a lot harder to say well you have a two man here you have a three man here you got all this yeah, you you can opt in solos, but then what happened? Like, matchmakers having to like it's a puzzle piece, which isn't always a bad thing. We've had it previously, we, you know, like, but it's a puzzle piece, and sometimes some of those pieces won't be like available at any given time. So yeah, but I feel like I that can... needs to happen. Sorry, soon. I just keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, I feel like that needs to happen. I, I'm agree, but like, I would love to have it, like, because. I feel like uh, the game's on the up and up, but uh, like I'm just I'm gonna pull up stats. So that, that it happened last happened last year, right? Uh, MWO. Uh, let me see here. I'm just gonna pull up the uh, global stats here. And if it was June of 2000, I mean that's it was nine. It was in 19, right? 20 or was it in 2020? The change. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was 19. It was before. Yeah, I think it was 19. Was it during maintenance? That whole period of just nothing? So if it was June, of, we're actually over the population that we were when the change was made. I don't know if it was 20. Uh, no, it wasn't 2020. Was it? Oh, let me see. MWO group solo merger. Let me, let me see here. Like, I'm totally like, maybe it was... 2020 okay here it is 
Um, starting Tuesday, April 28th of 2020, we're going to start a four-week test. Okay, so this, this happened in 2020. Okay, that even makes even more sense because that is in April, which means, yeah, I think it was April, May. Should be a year now. Yeah, so the game around then had a population of basically just shy of 15,000. And we're at, as far as last month, uh, we were at 22, almost 23,000. And I'm expecting those numbers to increase yeah. this month. I think April, May, it, it would be a really good time because you'd see that number increase to maybe almost double, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that would be an inappropriate time to split the queues again. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't have any issue with, oh man, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just see the, the ability for the game to turn around and you guys have been a huge part of it. Um, and it seems like the experience has been positive for you. I mean, like, in well, the group? Yeah, they've been, I mean, we've been pretty respectful. They've been pretty respectful. Like, everyone is, everyone that's excited hasn't really been negative. Like, there's not much to be angry about it's like wait we're, we're we're getting back to the place where it's fun it's like no one no one in their right mind would be upset about the game being fun again yeah like you get what you catch what i'm saying because there are some people on the forums that are like oh i disagree with this number but overall this is good yeah and it's like well yeah this is a good thing yeah and, and to I be caught up on like one number or like the small little yeah. digits, I don't think it makes a great, like it's not going to make it or break it. Uh, again, I think well, sometimes... that's the thing about the, the cauldron is it isn't perfect, right? We're going to yeah, make sure. mistakes. Sure. And we're even looking internally. It's like, okay, how do we avoid making these tiny little mistakes and making sure they don't add up in the future? And the same solution is, hey, we're, we're going to have to iterate on things. We can't just dig our heels in and say this is it no because that's been done in the past and yeah. in the past that led to decline right sure. and it led to say people getting angry upset disgruntled and just hating pgi because they are stubborn and they never change but now they're they're a bit more flexible and we as the cauldron have to reflect that you know especially there was a situation where it was the name Right, it was getting pulled into political directions, and I mean, it was weird at first. I was like, "That's kind of strange." It's just a word, and then you you really start to think about it, and you're like, "Wait, this word has history to it," and they're bringing up this history okay. over and over and over again. And I'm just like, "All right, you know what? If we're gonna start working at official that capacity, was the change. Okay. We have to we have to soften the edge because edgy things, you know, they sound cool and they, they sound like, oh yeah, that's." That's nice, but again, like at official capacities, you're gonna start running into politics and other things, sure. and I I didn't want to die on that hill. Yeah, I didn't want the gulag to die on that 100%. hill. So yeah. I was like, you know what? It's it's a good time. Let's just let's just change the name. It took about 15 Tell minutes yeah. to get all the changes in, and we were just like, yeah, here you go. The changes are in, yeah. and then everyone was like, yeah, that's cool. So moving forward, and and 420 patch is gonna hit. Do you have any predictions as far as any meta shift? Mm, I would say there's going to be some really interesting mechs running around. I would say there are going to be some really funky combinations that are going to start working. It's, it's going to be really interesting. I, I don't want to say any weapons because I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm, 
like even internally, I think Data has built a bunch of mechs just for this new patch. And, and I'm seeing some of those builds and I'm just like, man, you would never run that in this day and age. Yeah. Now, after April, it's... Do you it's have... Like, oh, yes, I'm going to run this mech. Do you have it. one that you can share with the class that you'll I be have... testing out? Like, you already know, like, yes, I'm doing this. Mm, I would have to say it's going to be the ballistics, the AC-10s, AC-5s, Clan AC-10s, Clan AC-20s. I think, I think those are going to be really interesting because they're... I think what we're planning is what we have on there is they're losing a projectile. So in the burst, say for a UAC-5, now it's one projectile. A UAC-20, it's three, right? And so on and so forth. And I think that's that's what I would say is going to be a big one. But everyone else is sort of leaning towards the PPCs, right? There's, there's one in particular, the light PPC, and people are going to start having fun with that. Because again, we, we haven't done much quirk adjustment. We just did... We just did adjustments for quirks that would break the game. So like awesome, blackjack, yeah, those kinda got shafted, but the weapons got brought up. So again, I think light PPCs and ballistics are gonna be really fun. If I had to share, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was any like specific variant or like uh so let me ask you one last thing. Um when will the Timberwolf be great again? Mm, sooner than you think. I'm I'm predicting May because that's agility and Timberwolf got shafted in agility. I mean it's it's already a sizable mech, but the biggest problem is the Timberwolf. You just if you start moving forward, you can't really stop because you'll just <laughs> Oh yeah, I played all the time. Years to decelerate yeah. and it's just it's a mess. It's funny yeah, cuz like May is going to be the May? Okay. Cuz like people sometimes I I think forget the the difference between a 65 tonner like Cauldron Born and the Timby as far as like uh payload space or armor like it's like 5 points armor difference like on some like mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. That's like a medium length. like the, the you know not profile is completely different. Yeah, and then like the payload space like hold on, you're saying there's a 65 tonner with like more payload yeah like it's so it's it's one of those things where um i love the timby i still roll it i think right now the best build in the game with it is the three peep timby like i i replaced the two peep goss because goss is in a horrible place because the cooldown uh, yeah. nerves uh, i missed the, that weapon yeah um and then on top of that can we uh okay i was gonna say it. that was gonna be i was gonna wrap up jump jets can we talk about jump jets because is uh, we totally forgot about that um is that a part of the mobility like discussion going on i would like to say yes but i'm not sure okay because we haven't had that conversation internally yet so okay. i mean we talked about it we proposed it but again it's like we haven't sort of finalized it in internally right and haven't presented it to pgi so i'm I may not be correct on this, but I think something is happening. I don't know. I don't know when. I'm not okay. too sure on specifics. Yeah, because I feel like jump jets have been the. I get it. Yeah, it's hard to balance because back in the day, you could take one and abuse the shit out of it, so there was no need yeah, for you others. Could take one and fly to the moon. Yeah, but then on the flip side, you don't want to force all mechs to take five. But then, like, there are mechs that have 
full maxed out and they can't do anything Omnimax. so it's like there needs to be a like a, a, a reason for mechs to have fully like 100 percent or to have you know three works but not as good as five you know like you want yeah. the tonnage investment to be there and worthwhile because it's never been worthwhile like timby like why would you take five jump jets on a timby well again i you know um i think there's a yeah. few purple one thing there. i can say about the jump jets is it's gonna be it's gonna be really nice okay. like when you put jump jets on an assault mech you're you're going to go up yeah. maybe not to the level of how it was before where highlanders could fly 90 meters into the air but it's it's gonna be significant enough where you you can notice and you can get to places that assaults had trouble getting there with like eight jump jets or sure. even if they could mount eight jump jets sure but i think the, the funnest thing is is seeing the light mix right because i think currently 40 tonners have more powerful jump jets than the 35 anything tonners. below it yeah and seeing seeing the jenner be able to jump again i'm just like man that is you know it's something you just marvel at it's just like wow this is happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when it has its armor and the arms again that'll, that'll yeah. be nice too yeah and and one more thing is the spider 5v after the jump jet changes is going to be pretty funny let's just, just say you can go to the moon with go it. to the moon <laughs> yeah all right man well um i guess the last question would be if someone has an idea or what wants to be a part of the discussion like what's the best way for them to do that well i think the best way to do it is on official forums right in terms of patch notes intel gathering like there are a few guys from the cauldron that are in there i mean that's that's pretty cookie cutter right it's like oh forums but there are there are discords that we're sitting in like just recently we had a discord channel made for cauldron feedback in the mw5 discord and, you know, there are people tagged with Cauldron in there, so those are the people you can leave your feedback with. There's MWO Comp Discord, and then I'm I'm sitting around in all of the other Discords, like Ash's Discords, Beef Discords, a few other streamers' Discords. I'm just sitting there waiting, and, you know, when people ping me in the Beef Court, and they're like, hey, can you share something with us? I'm like, yeah, here it is. And it's so funny, because the other day I was sharing, like, our quirk proposals, and I shared the Timberwolf, and it got like 8 billion reactions. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's approved. All right. We're, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. And, and they, they start asking, and, and they're excited about things. And then, you know, you, you see the quirk proposals, and then you see builds come out. And they're like, oh, I, I would try this. And, you know, I get a bunch of pings about it. And I'm just like, man, that's crazy. Just, just look what happened. I shared a small image of some numbers. Sure. And it created this much of a reaction. Yeah. Like, just imagine... If that gets in game, how excited would these people be? And that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to watching streamers and seeing the smiles on their faces when they yeah. finally open the game and they're like, oh, hey, I can play this mech now. Or look, my Timberwolf is back. Or my Direwolf is back. Yeah, it's just... This this is sort of like a dream come true for me to to reinvigorate this because it, it's been miserable for a while and... You know, to finally be able to do something about it in a productive manner and in a way that benefits everyone, it's just, it's like, what else could I ask for? This is yeah. like the best Christmas gift ever. Yeah, just sitting totally. here and working towards this goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just me, though. I don't know awesome. how other people feel about In the Cauldron, but yeah. Awesome. And of course, I'll have uh, your uh, Twitch channel and stuff down below uh, so people can watch you when you stream and ask you questions, but... 
pay attention because he pops in chat and all that too so yeah, I'm um, lurking everywhere just yeah. ping me i'll i'll appear <laughs> well thank you for being on tonight and i look forward to having more discussions and rants with you in the future and obviously we've got a very very fun 420 patch day coming up and so i guess we'll touch base after and see what kind of shenanigans has been going on going and talk about maybe may and what's going to be coming and, and all that so thank you again for your time man i do appreciate it you're welcome awesome the podcast is sponsored by you guys the viewers the listeners if you tune into a podcast or you watch a live stream or you watch the youtube content please consider supporting in a variety of ways uh head over to twitch and give me a follow over there i stream monday through friday 12 to 6 p.m eastern and sometimes at night and the weekends as well uh, and of course if i do stream on those uh off hours i do post on our discord so again discord link will be down below if you haven't joined discord it's fantastic being able to engage with you guys through literally throughout the hours uh and of course uh twitch.tv forward slash ngngtv i'll have a link all down below if you guys want to take it further, consider becoming a patron. It really does allow me the freedom to be able to concentrate on creating content, whether it is podcasts, Twitch streams, or YouTube content, and not have to worry about the day-to-day -day bills. So if you guys would like to help me with some of my bills, consider becoming a patron. Again, all matters, whether it's a tier one, $5 a month, or all the way up to the tier five uh, WTF uh, level, whatever you can do. If you want to become a podcast sponsor specifically, that is tier four and above. I want to get a little bit creative with that and uh, do some creative shout outs. So stay tuned on that one on the next uh, podcast. And of course, if you do any shopping on Amazon, I've got an associate link that all you got to do is click through, use it, shop like you normally do. Like a lot of people are buying books and gifts and stuff like that. It gives me some quick kickbacks, doesn't charge you anything extra. So I'll have that down again in the link below. And last but not least, I'd like to direct your attention over to the merch store. If you haven't been over there in a while, we are expanding into some other genres and we've also expanded uh, the current selection of merch as well. So pay attention to that if you haven't and I'll again uh, head over uh, with the link in chat. So guys, this has been a fantastic podcast. I was really glad I could sit down with Bearclaw. I think it was about time we did and it looks like we're gonna have to sit down again because with the changes that are coming potentially next month and who knows what's going on into June and July, I feel like this is a really fun time. So thank you again, Bearclaw, for taking the time to sit down with me. I appreciate the discussion and look forward to more discussions in the future. So this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. Signing off for tonight, this is Phil. Until next time.